Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Today, I want to preach to you about something that I think that we all really long for, that we all really desire. You see, you know, outside of the material things, I think we all really desire peace. I think we all kind of desire peace when we lay our head down on our, on our pillow at night. We, we want some, some peace in our life, amen? I think we all want the joy of the Lord in our life. Not just happiness. We all know that happiness is based on circumstance. But joy is based on the goodness of God. It surpasses all the circumstance. It doesn't matter your situation. You can choose to have joy in your life. I think we all desire to have some self-control in our life. You know, whenever you're in that traffic and that person kind of pulls out in front of you and you just think, whoo, bless God, bless God. I think my wife would like for me to have a little bit more self-control in traffic. Uh, I think we all desire faithfulness. I think we all desire faithfulness in our relationships, in our marriages, in, in, our, in our, our relationships with our family. We, we desire faithfulness in our life. Who knows in a crazy world that we live in when, you know, it's kind of, you're all desensitized a little bit of things because you can't see anybody's face that we need a little bit of gentleness in a pandemic. We need a, bit, a little bit of gentleness in our life. I, I think we all desire love. I think the Beatles had it right. They didn't have a whole lot, right? But they did have it right when they said, all you need is love. And we all know some of the richest people in the world, it's not all about how much they have in their bank account. It's the love and the community and the people that they have in their life. I think we all desire these things. I think all of these, these things are what our soul longs for. It's, it's what our soul craves. And I want to propose to you today that all of those things come out of a relationship with Jesus. All these things come out of a relationship with God. The Apostle Paul writes it this way. He said that the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, all of these things are a result of walking with the Holy Ghost. Now, I told the first service, I'm sorry, I, I may say Holy Ghost a little bit because you got to understand, I was raised by a good Southern Baptist mom from Alabama and a, and a Pentecostal dad from deep Louisiana. And so every now and then that Pentecostal side, I like to call myself Baptocostal, but every now and then that Pentecostal side kind of just comes out. So if I say Holy Ghost, I'm sorry, it's the Holy Spirit. But, but all of these things, the, the fruit of the Spirit, come out of a relationship. It's a working of the gospel in your life. You can't manufacture these things. You can't, you can't force them. There's nothing you can do to be able to, to really just muster, muster it up enough, and then you can have these things in your life. No, it's a result of walking with the Holy Ghost. It's the, the working of that inside of you. Now, Paul goes on after explaining the, the, the fruits of the Spirit, and he talks, about, he talks about the list. He lists out the acts of the flesh. Now, I like to call these the dirty dozen. The dirty dozen, because if you start to read them, it, it just kind of makes you cringe a little bit. It's, it's just kind of crunchy. It's like, ooh. You know, it, it's sexual immorality. It, it's the lust. It's the, it's the uh, drunkenness and debauchery. It's, it's all of these, these desires, these temptations of the flesh. He starts to list them out, and, and I, I, you know, I think they call them the acts of the flesh, because if you're in the flesh, you be acting. 
you react. And my grandpa, my grandpa from Alabama always used to say, whenever we would see somebody, he'd kind of be a little, an odd situation, and he'd be like, that boy would be acting a fool. And I think if we're in the flesh, we'd be acting a fool. And so I, I want to propose to you today that, that we need to stop acting and start walking. We need to stop acting in the flesh and start walking in the spirit. It's the acts of the flesh versus the fruits of the spirit. When I'm in the flesh, I act and I, I, my life kind of goes in a way contradictory to what my soul really wants. But when I yield to God, when I resist the temptation, it produces a fruit in my life. Are you going to be a producer or are you going to be an actor? Are you, are you, is your life going to produce fruit or are you just going to act out, out of the, the flesh? Are you just going to act out of the temptation? What's happening today? My desires. Are you going to be a producer or an actor? Galatians 5, verses 16 through 18, Paul says it like this. He says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, we'll get back to the law part because I know that could be a little confusing. But we'll get back to that in just a second. But what Paul is saying is, is that if you're not careful, you, you'll, you'll stop walking in the spirit and you'll start acting out of the flesh. Now, can we be honest? We all have a little bit of that flesh side in us. It, we're not too, too holy in the 1030 a.m. service not to admit that we got a little bit of flesh side in us sometimes. Have you ever just kind of been, you, you've just been doing something and all of a sudden you're just like, ooh, where did that come from? Where did that come from? It happens to me once again in traffic a lot of times where this rage will just go up and it's because I'm a great driver and nobody else is, but, but it'll just happen and, it, and you just get this rage and you're like, where, where did that come from? I was having a good day. I was, you know, it was a good day, but then this, just, this rage comes up. We all, have, we all have these flesh moments. Let me, let me talk to your spirit animal though. You know, anybody got a little, little Sasha Fierce, little, little spirit animal? I think we all got a spirit animal, and I think your spirit, the spirit of God that's living inside of you, longs for the things of God. I think your spirit animal longs to pray. I think your spirit animal longs for, for community. Once again, a small group. Your, your, your spirit animal longs for that community. Your spirit animal longs to, to get in the word and, and read the Bible. But this is constant tension between your spirit and your flesh. And here's the thing that I think we need to realize is if, if you have that war happening inside of you, it should give you a, a peace in the battle. If, if you feel that tension within inside of you, you're in a good spot. Because if you don't feel that tension, if you're living in the flesh and, and, and have become desensitized to the spirit, you won't feel that. You'll, you'll be doing things and, and you'll be living in a way and you'll never have that, con, that old school word conviction in your life. So, so if you're in that, it, it's a good thing to have that tension. It's kind of like me on Sunday nights wanting some Whataburger. Anybody with me? There's just those, there's those certain days of the week where you're just tired. You've got all the meals ready. You, your wife is great, and she prepares, and she plans, and she has all the healthy meals ready. But there's just some times where you're just like, you know, that, 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 that warm cheese on the, the meat and, and the pickles and the onions and the mustard. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Oh, but it's so good. 
It's so good. I shouldn't. I should be good. I should eat this stuff. I budgeted for this. I, I, I bought these milk. But, ooh, I can have my way, a Whataburger. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's that tension. It's that tension in our lives. And I want to I challenge you today to commit to walking in the Spirit. To commit to walking in the Spirit. Or the title of our message today, something that maybe you could, you could remember, help us remember a little bit as we walk out, is to stop acting and start walking. Stop acting a fool in the flesh and start walking in the Spirit. We don't need anybody else in America on social media acting in the flesh. We need some people of faith that will stand up and say, hey, I know the world is crazy, but I serve a God that serves, that is above all of it. Can I get an amen? I'm going to honor. I'm going to respect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go above and beyond because I'm walking in the spirit. Do you realize what this would do in your marriage if you commit to walking in the spirit? Do you realize how this would impact your career, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations? If you would walk in the spirit, do you realize the legacy that you would be building with your life if you commit today to walking in the spirit, the fruit that would come from your life with this one simple commitment? And you see, here's the thing. Here's the reason I think a lot of us find ourselves in the flesh more than we find ourselves walking in the spirit. I think it's a connection issue. I think it's a connection issue. Have you, have you ever thought you were charging your phone only to wake up and realize you hadn't been charging your phone. Anybody with me? Who am I preaching to today? Just a few of us. It's a terrifying feeling when you wake up and your phone's in the red. Your phone, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? I'm going to have to carry around one of those little battery packs and, you know, charge my phone. That's weird. Um, but what am I going to do? So I, I have a personal testimony, as I would like to say of this. I, uh, when I was just out of high school, I went down to Houston to work with my, my I guess it's my great uncle. It's my grandpa's brother. He's a great guy, so great uncle, great uncle. And so I went to work with him. He owned a, a small electrical company at that time, and he had some work in the summer, and I was going to go down with him and, uh, and work and make some extra money. Now, if you know anything about me, uh, I grew up with, my, my dad was an electrician, my grandpa was an electrician, um, I never wanted anything to do with that. I stayed far away from it. Uh, long hours outside, pulling a lot of, no, I'm good. I'm good. But I decided to do it for this, these couple of weeks in the summer. And so I went down and I was working with my uncle. I, I, was, uh, I was there for two or three days and I was exhausted. We were, we were pulling, if you, you got, we were pulling the cable through the, you know, the conduit and all you know, that stuff. And uh, so we were doing that, and I was so tired. I went home. I crashed. I probably was in bed by, like, 9 o'clock and just out. I had to be at work the next day at 7 a.m. And then uh, I, I woke up and feeling refreshed, only to realize uh, my phone was dead, and it was 8.30. I had completely overslept. I had plugged my phone in. I, I had plugged it into the same to an outlet, and I was charging it, and the only problem was is that outlet that I plugged into this time did not work. I was plugged into, my phone was plugged in, but it had no power to it. I want to tell you today that, that if you would plug in, if you'll commit to plugging in and connecting to the Spirit of God, God is not a man that would lie, but he will be there for you. There will be power. There will be anointing on your life. He will always come through. He will always come through, and you you can bet that uh, ever since then, when I go to sleep and I go to charge my phone, I double check 
triple check to make sure that thing's charging. Because that, and also I, I got told not to come back. And my, my uncle was like, hey, after this week, I don't think electrical work is in your future. And so why don't you just, I'll give you a check. You're good. You're good. I'm good. I'll go get somebody else. So we got to stay connected. we got to be committed to staying connected. So, so if you want to walk in the Spirit, here, here's a few things you need to do. First off, you need to stay connected. You just, I know that's simple. I know we're, I know, I, look, I'm not, I'm not super deep. I'm not super deep. But if you want to walk in the Spirit, you need to stay connected. Some of our biggest problem is that we only connect once a week. I know, sorry. We only connect once a week. Pastor Mitch will be back next week. He'll preach nice. But I just want to say, how, how do we ever think that we can walk in the Spirit if we only connect for one hour a week? You know, some of our problem is, is that we, we decide to come and we, we plug in, and then as soon as we walk out the doors, we disconnect. And we're living our lives so disconnected that that leads to discouragement, and that discouragement leads to depression. There's so many things that well up in our life because we're not staying connected. We, we think we come and we even recharge, and that's just going to last us for the rest of our time. But, but no, I, I got to stay connected. I got to stay connected because if I disconnect, I'll start walking the flesh, and I'll start doing and acting in ways I, I don't want to. You'll start doing things, and you'll just be like, ah, where did that come from? I, this is most fights in your marriage. I'm... I'm this is a little, little hard. And most fights in our marriage because because we're just disconnected. We're not we're not staying connected. We're not we're not seeking out that peace. We're not seeking out that self control in our lives. You gotta you gotta stay connected. You see, the good news is that God didn't invite you just to a Sunday. He invited you to a relationship. He didn't just invite you to to a weekend program. He invited you to a relationship with Him and with His people. If you don't believe me, the Bible says, John 15, verses 4 through 5, it says that you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as the branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I'm a sprouting vine, and, I, I, and you are my branches, as you live in life union with me, as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But if you live separated from me, you will be powerless. You have no chance of fighting the flesh if we live disconnected. Can I get an amen? amen. God is saying, I, I'm choosing to have a life relationship with you. I need you to choose to have that relationship with me. I, I've chose to abide in you now you got to choose to abide in me. You know, I know it's short time. Once again, I'm not going to give you marriage advice, but what I'm learning is I love about marriage is, is that we're always connected. We're always connected. I, I never text Megan and, and say, hey, how you been? How you doing? What's been happening in your life? No, it, several years ago, we decided to get married and we started a conversation then and it's still going today. That text thread's never been deleted. It's, it's an ongoing relationship. 
It's an ongoing relationship. And Jesus, he doesn't want religion with you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to stay connected. You've got no shot at fighting the flesh if you're disconnected. And I just, just so you know, there's, there's no graduation in fighting the flesh. It's not something you can do and just think, well, if I just take this course in Romans and I learn how to exegete the scripture and all this, I, I, I'm done. No, you don't graduate from finding the flesh. We're in a battle with our flesh. It's flesh versus the spirit day in and day out. And the battle can never belong to the Lord if you're disconnected. So here's the thing. You got to stay connected. And if you stay connected, number two will happen. You'll resist the flesh. You'll resist the flesh when you stay connected. You see, you have an appetite for what you feed yourself. You have an appetite for what you, what you feed yourself. You, you begin to crave what you feed yourself. If I feed myself more things of the spirit, I won't, I won't want the flesh. It won't, it won't sound good. Hey, anybody have any cravings during COVID? Anybody? Nobody wants to admit it? Okay. I can look at you and see you had some cravings. I'm just, just, just joking. Everybody has a little bit of, a little bit of cravings. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the thing that excites me the most about the day that Megan uh, is pregnant is that she's going to have some good cravings. I'm hoping that it pays off for your boy, too. My mom always said that whenever she was pregnant with me, she, she craved some Taco Bell. And I'm just praying for a little quesarito in my life at midnight. Okay, and so I just, I want, I want some of those cravings. I remember not so long ago, we were at the store at Costco, the place that takes all of our money, um, and, uh, and we, we were walking down the snack aisle, and I was like, we got to get some snacks, okay? You, 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 you're doing good. You're, you're helping me be healthy, and um, my body's appreciating that, but we got to get some snacks, and so there was these chocolate things. They were a healthy version of like an Almond Joy. I was like, that's going to be disgusting. Um, but, you know, it's, they're, they're about this big. And so, you know, one of those, it's good. But as I started to eat those late at night, I got a craving for these little almond patty things. And, and before you knew it, the whole bag was gone. And Megan was like, where, where did those, where those things go? I hadn't really got to try many. And, and it turns out that, that late at night, I, I didn't want just one. I would go five and six seven deep in those things. And so I'm just saying that as you feed yourself something, you need to maybe just start force feeding yourself some, some things of the spirit. You need to start force feeding yourself some prayer time, some reading the Bible, getting into the word, some community. And before you know it, you're gonna crave those things. You're gonna crave those things. If you feed yourself the things of the spirit, you're gonna be, man, I just crave to be in, the ch in church. I, I crave to be in the house. Why would I just go to one service when I could go to two? I just crave it. Why, why, why would, well, you know, I, I got to start getting in a community. I got to get a small group. I, I just crave it. I need people in my life. I, I just need to make a difference. I, I need to get on the team. I need to serve other people because God's done so much for me and I'm craving to give it back. You can't stop acting in the flesh until you start walking with God. And now Paul goes a little bit further 
So I'm just going to put this on Paul. I don't want you to put this on me. But he uses an analogy, and it's a bit extreme, but it's a good one. It shows the point. And he says that you need to crucify your flesh, but not just crucify your flesh. He says you need to crucify yourself. Now, let me explain before you get carried away and think that's weird. What are they talking about here? Uh, First off, it's in Galatians 5 and 24. He says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. He's talking about those dirty dozen. He's talking about those, those temptations, those, those things that long up to, to, to do things contrary to what your soul really craves. He says you need to take those things and you need to, you need to take them to the cross and just crucify them. And then, and then he goes another step further and he says in Galatians, Galatians 2 and 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Now I live in the body and I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave, me him, gave himself for me. He's saying, he's saying you need to crucify your flesh. He says you need to crucify yourself. He says, basically he's saying you need to crucify your ego. You need to crucify your pride, your agenda. Your plans. I wonder if today some of our biggest problems in our life and in, in our relationships is, is that, that you're still alive. That you're still the boss. That you're still calling the shots. That you're still the man. Maybe today we need to, we need to lay some of that aside. We need, to, we need to crucify the flesh. No, no, no. I'm surrendering to God. I'm surrendering my hopes. I'm surrendering my dreams. I'm surrendering my life to the God of life, the God that gives me life. Amen? You see, the problem is some of us are starting to trying to live our lives with one hour a week. We're just, just, just tapping in one hour a week, and then we, then we disconnect. You, you see, you can't, you can't live your life with one foot in the boat and one foot on the dock and expect something good to happen. Something's going to break, and it's probably going to be you. It's not going to be pretty. You're going to end up on America's Funniest Home Videos, and it's not going to be good. We, we've got to go all in. We got, we got to, we've got to connect. We've got to stop acting in the flesh and walking with God. So whenever you, whenever you stay connected, when you commit to staying connected, you'll resist the flesh. And then third, when you walk in the Spirit, you'll fulfill the law. When you walk in the Spirit, you'll fulfill the law. Now, let me explain this. You know, a lot of times we think, well, I'm, we're in the New Testament. We're not in the Old Testament. We're not under the law. Contraire. I think that's the word, right? Is that, is that the word? We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not under the law that the Old Testament was, but Jesus says, he says, I take all of those laws, all of those commandments, and, and I boil them then down to two things. To love your Lord, the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then to love your neighbor as yourself. To love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I'll never wake up and care about someone else's needs if I'm in the flesh. But if I'm walking in the spirit, it will, it will produce an empathy in me, a burden in me for others. All of a sudden, I want to serve my coworkers. I, I want to be able to be there for my family. I got a cousin that needs to be saved. Don't we all have a, a cousin that needs to be saved? We all, got a, we all got that cousin that needs to be saved. And we don't have a shot at loving people if I'm not connected to Jesus. 
Brody came up a little early. He's wanting me to wrap it up. So it's going to sound really spiritual for the rest of this time. So here we go. Romans 8 and 4 says this. It says, now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living in us. As we live, we are free to live, not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Ghost. We're able to live by that anointed power whenever we are connected. You see, some of us, you've never jumped into this, this exciting part of Christianity. You know, it feels good to resist the temptations. It feels good to say no to the flesh. It feels good to be able to say, I'm not gonna live my life in a destructive way anymore. I'm gonna walk by the Spirit. That, that feels good. But let me propose to you that there is more. There's something even more rewarding, even more fulfilling in your life and it's living your life for others. It's living your life with a burden for others. It's living your life loving people that don't look like you, that don't vote like you, that aren't from the same place as you. That's where the fulfillment of Christianity comes from. Whenever you walk in the spirit, you begin to love people. And by the way, Jesus says that you are supposed to love others as you love yourself, meaning that you have to love yourself first. And I think there's some of us today that we need to remind ourselves of what God has called us to. He's called you a royal priesthood. He's called you the head and not the tail. He set you free and you need to remember that because you can never love other people if you don't love yourself. So how, how do we walk in the spirit? How do we walk in the spirit? I'm glad you asked. Paul says, that if you have been crucified, if you've crucified the flesh, you now live by faith. Walking in the spirit looks like living by faith. Living by faith. There's four types of faith I think we need today. And the first one, the first one is genuine faith. First one is genuine faith. You need that, that real faith. Have you ever met somebody and you thought, that's a real Christian. That's a real, that person's a real Christian. It reminds me of my great grandma. And every time I would go spend the, the summer in Alabama with them, she had this like, it was before, it was before tablet, it was before computers. And she had this thing, you know, it looked like one of those like card game things that you play on, but it was like her Bible. And she always would be reading the Bible at night, reading the Bible in the morning. And I thought, man, that, that's, a, that's a real, that's a real Christian. That's a real Christian. Galatians 5 and 6 says that for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision have any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. He's saying all those things that you used to do, all those, those laws, those religious things that you used to keep up, they mean nothing if you don't have love. If you don't love God, if you don't love people, they, they mean nothing. That's what genuine faith is. In this church, we're, we're real people doing real stuff, trying to help real people. If we say we love you, we love you. We're for you. We need some real people, people that are, that are gonna, I said in the first service and nobody got it, so I'm gonna spew out some lyrics to you. We're gonna, we're gonna walk it like we talk it. A few people got it. For some of you other ones that like older music, a little Aerosmith, we're gonna walk this way. We're gonna walk it out. We're gonna walk it out. We're gonna live with genuine faith. 
I know I'm white and pasty, but I've lived in Texas my whole life. And I know there is a difference between store-bought tortillas and the real deal. If you've ever made the venture out to Bernie, just 10 minutes up the road, there's a place called Mary's Tacos, and those tortillas are real. It's funny, that's the biggest amen we've gotten all day. But you need, you need genuine faith. You need real faith. Not faith that, that's faking it, but faith that's choosing joy, that's choosing peace, choosing to put myself around people that can support me and gr- come around me and lift me up. Real faith. The second thing you need is, you need real faith, you need genuine faith, you need waiting faith. You need waiting faith. God, I am waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. As you see, in the flesh, you force things. In the flesh, you try to take it into your own hands. In the flesh, you say, it's about my agenda. It's what I want. But waiting faith says, God, I don't want to be in it if you're not in it. I don't want to try to force something. I'm going to go until you give me a no, but God, I'm waiting for you to give me direction. I'm waiting for you to lead me. I'm coming to you each and every morning, God, saying, lead my steps. Show me where to go. Show me what to do. I'm waiting. I have waiting faith. Isaiah, Isaiah 40 and 31, Jesus, he walks into the temple and he grabs the scroll. And he begins to talk about how he's come to set the people free. And he, he says, he says, but those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings of eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They they shall walk and not faint. Today we need to wait. As you wait, your strength is gonna be renewed. As you wait, the the thing that you've been waiting for, you you think, I don't know if I can wait any longer. Well, if you wait on the Lord, if you're walking in the spirit, that wait is gonna grow you. That great, that wait is gonna strengthen you. We need waiting faith. The third thing is we need freedom faith. We need freedom faith. So many of us have walked in the flesh for so long and and those those things are like chains that that weigh you down and hold you down. I'm telling you, if you would step into living your life, walking through the spirit, you would find freedom in your life. You would find freedom in your life because the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. It says who the Son sets free is free. I knew there were some churchy people in here. We need freedom in our life. We need real freedom in our life. There's things that are holding us down, and you've always wondered why you couldn't take the next step in your faith. And I'm telling you, if you'll just walk in the Spirit, if you'll seek God every day, you will find freedom in your life. We need freedom faith. And the last thing, is we need hearing faith. We need hearing faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. How how does your faith grow? It comes by hearing. I wonder if you're hearing more about who you're not than who you are. I wonder if you're hearing the negative voices in your life. Who, Who is around you? Who is speaking life into you? What are you hearing? You know, something powerful happens when you get into the house of God, there's something powerful about gathering. The Bible says, don't forsake the assembly. Don't forsake coming together because 
When you come together, you gather around the word. And whenever you hear the word, when you sing those words in worship and you have the people around you singing that and you begin to hear faith rise up, something will break in your life. It's amazing the chains, how chains get broken whenever you're in a community of people. When you have a people around you that can, that can speak life into you, that can be there for you in the hard moments, in the, in the hard times. We need hearing faith. We need genuine faith. We need waiting faith. We need freedom faith. Today we're choosing to stop acting in the flesh and walking in the spirit. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me pray for you before we leave today. Maybe today you're sitting in here and, and you're, you're thinking, I, I want that. I, I want to walk in the spirit, but I don't know if I've ever received the spirit. You know, I said, you can't love others until you love yourself. And you can only love yourself. You can only have, find your true identity when you find your identity in Christ. I truly believe that. And maybe today you're thinking, I need that. I don't know that I've ever, I may have come to church, you may have come to church, but you think, I don't know if I've ever prayed that prayer. I don't know if I've ever actually surrendered my life to God. Maybe, maybe you did and you were, you were young or it's been a while and, and you've kind of walked away, you've, you've kind of been living out life in the flesh and you're ready to come back and you're ready to make a fresh start with God today. If that's you with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna ask you to do something bold. I'm gonna ask you, just raise up your hand for one second. We'll see who we're praying for. If you're ready to make a fresh start with God today, I wanna pray with you. I, wanna, I can't say the prayer for you, but I wanna lead you in that prayer. So just everybody in the room, would you just repeat after me? God, today I surrender to you. Today I repent of walking in the flesh. Today I repent of, of, of doing things my way on my time. And today I surrender to you. I, today I receive your goodness. Today I receive your mercy. Today I receive your grace. Today I live fully in the victory that you purchased for me by defeating death, hell, and the grave on the cross. Today I make a fresh start with you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.